Welcome to Find the Magic, the podcast that will help you honor yourself, your children, and your partner. We are going to give you tips and strategies to create peace and authenticity within your family. This is Felicia Allen. I'm a social media marketer, writer, and mom to three boys, ages five, three, and two. And I'm Terilyn Griffin, an English professor turned stay-at-home mom to four kids, ages 11, 9, 5, and 3. We inhale a ridiculous amount of books and life tools and distill the information for you, our awesome listeners. Let's find the magic together. Hey everyone, I have a face palm today and that is has to do with Instagram. So I told you guys that for forever, I mean I had an Instagram account, but I like never posted to it. Didn't really even check Instagram, which is crazy because Felicia's like an Instagram master. <laughs> and anyway, um, like people would tell me, like, oh, did you see what this on Instagram? And I'm like, uh no, but I did see her. Like, <laughs> I, was I was there. <laughs> I was there when she took the picture. Anyway. And then we had a bunch of listeners who were like, hey, where's Terry on Instagram? So then I started sometimes posting on Instagram. Sorry. <laughs> That's me over here. But I just, like, for months, I just kept my same amount of friends. And I was like, this is so funny. Like, what's happening? <laughs> I literally, guys, just realized last week <laughs> that apparently my Instagram account was private. <laughs> Which means nobody could even become I'm my like, friend. Did you see that thing from the podcast? <laughs> yeah, she's, she's like, like no. she's like they put they like tagged you. Didn't you see that cool thing? And I'm like, <laughs> no, I didn't. Anyway, so when by the time I realized this last week, after like six months, then yeah, I had this giant list of people who I need to like approve, and wow, so that's embarrassing. <laughs> Anyway, so I approved all the people, changed my account to public so that I don't have to, like, get a backlog like that. No, we're all friends. <laughs> so sorry for any of you out there who, like, requested to connect on Instagram and then just, like, six months go by. <laughs> Obviously, I'm just learning. So for those of you out there, thank you for being so sweet and patient. And Felicia and I, a few episodes ago, talked about the difference between, this is so silly, but who likes to snuggle at night, or even if you don't have somebody to snuggle with, what you prefer? Do you prefer to snuggle, or do you not prefer to snuggle? Like, in my house, I am like, if I could have my way, I would snuggle every second. Like, snuggle, snuggle. <laughs> like, all the way snuggle. Or, but my husband, and my husband is sweet about it. He, like, is fine. <laughs> He's fine with it, but I try to give him his space, like, after he falls asleep. <laughs> But if it were up to me, I would just, like, stay right up next to him all night. But Felicia, she wants, like, separate sleeping bags. All yeah. Night. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, just, they actually have their own blankets. Yes, right? we use separate blankets. <laughs> you can't tell when our bed is made, but we separate them. I love it. So, anyway, so, on my Instagram right now, there's a poll. And we just want to know from our listeners who is in which camp so that we know. And you're not choosing Felicia, right? Just to be clear. Like, I don't care. I'm just wondering, am I like in, is one of us in the majority or the minority? Yes. So my Instagram is just Terilyn Griffin, which is T-A-R-A-L-Y-N-G-R-I-F-F-I-N. And I apologize to all of you <laughs> awesome people who I didn't even know that I had to approve. And anyway, but now I know I'm, I'm learning. So that's my face palm. Wow. Six months it. of just like rejecting people <laughs> without even knowing it. And having the link in our podcast and <laughs> to no avail there's <laughs> just nothing uh, anyway so yeah, funny. I, I love it okay so i have a high five today which alludes to a future episode we're gonna do but it's a book that i'm reading 
right now that's about parenting boys and it's called calmer happier boys I can't remember it's a long title but they have this little tip in there the author that's um, descriptive praise which is basically giving positive praise to your kids which we've all heard we want to fill the bucket right have more positive praise than like nagging because it feels like as a mom you're nagging all the time but this specifically this tip is to descriptively praise just randomly so a lot of times as parents we're just when our kids are happy we're like what can we get done like clean 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 something and um not paying attention to them so she says even when like your kids have been squabbling 45 seconds later if they've stopped and you walk by you're like oh thank you you're playing so nicely and it's been quite it's been cute to see my kids in the transformation and you can tell their motivation to not be doing things that I would nag them about has gone up because they're getting this praise that and it's so cute just to see their little faces so anyways try it try just praising randomly in times when you normally just go off and do something else and you don't have to be like you you can just walk by and observe oh you guys have been playing forever here with that toy that looks fun it doesn't have to be like you're the best ever like that but just noticing their good behavior it's been awesome yeah i really like it does she give an amount because like i've heard before that really in our brains it takes seven positives to balance out one negative in our minds is that does she say that or no she doesn't say that she more just says like instead of she's like really to like change behavior instead of ever first trying to like teach or nag or whatever you want to call it um is to just ignore the thing really and then five seconds later when they're not doing it anymore Mm. just like oh, you're not whining anymore. And then bring the attention to the thing <laughs> Yeah, you bring want. the attention to the positive, which I think okay. is really brilliant. Yeah, I love that. Well, I'm going to have to, I know I've read research on that idea. Yeah, that, the amount. Yeah, That our I've brain, that. something with negative has like a powerful effect and so we need seven things to counteract mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. in relationships. Mm-hmm. And anyway. I'm, yeah, that's I'm now, ringing some bell. Yeah, I'm yeah. curious where that <laughs> came from. Anyway, okay, well, today we are going to be talking about, we have had so many listeners uh Talk about kind of how they say things like, we know that doing a morning routine is important and good, but like we just can't do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you mm-hmm. know, Help me do it. Mm-hmm. So we wanted to talk about, we've, we have a couple episodes on what we do for our morning routines. And we're going to touch on that, but mostly want to give you guys a little motivation to <clears throat> actually create the habit of a morning routine. So we're going to talk about things we do to create habits. First, we're going to talk about, um, give you guys some little juicy nuggets of why we love meditation, specifically talking about a book that helped us turn it really into a habit. And then um, after the break, we've had some requests to talk about what we usually do for visualizations um, and how to break that down. So hopefully we can give you guys some motivation this episode so and coming at it from a little differently than we've come at it yes in the past yes so first with habit creation I feel like um you know there's tons of books on creating habits so and wise people who have great tips so we just compiled our things that have helped us um create our morning habit so the first thing 
for me is to regularly do things that I love and try to cultivate. We talked about the book Fair Play, my unicorn space or things that spark my light my fire that are unique to me that I'm really excited to do. And how this helps me create a morning habit is that maybe sometimes I can do those things in the morning, but a lot of the times it's that when I use that morning to accomplish all these other things that are so good for my mind that make me feel fulfilled, that are good for my body, when I'm checking off all those boxes, then later in the day, I have more time to choose to do something that I really want to do. So it's like a freeing up of space that I can use for the things I love, whether for you it's painting, yoga, running, whatever it is, it frees up that space for me. I like that. I also like when when you're talking about getting excited about something, uh, me and my husband have opposite the, the parts of the morning routine that we love the most. And so I think it's a really good idea to choose whatever your favorite thing mm-hmm. of your morning routine mm-hmm. and try. Well, you could do it two ways. You could either try doing it first or trying to do it at the end as a reward. The reason why I would say choose it to do it the first is because then literally when you open your eyes first thing in the morning, you know, oh, yes, I want to do this thing. one thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So... For me, it used to be, and it's changed for me over the years. So mm-hmm. when I first started really being regular about mornings, maybe, I don't know, five years ago or something, um, reading in the tub was my favorite thing of all of the things. Mm-hmm. So that's actually what I do very first. Mm-hmm. I literally wake up, hop in the tub, and I could wake up with enthusiasm because mm-hmm. I was so pumped about it, and I had a really, and I always made sure I had a really good book, and I would literally go hop in the tub. And then I'd get out, and by that time, I'm like all You're pumped because mm-hmm. I'm loving it. And then I do the rest of my things. Mm -hmm. My husband always does exercise first Mm because that's the thing he's most excited about. Mm -hmm. Now, um, well, now exercise is probably the thing I'm most excited about, but I actually go to a specific class. Mm -hmm. But the thing overall, over all the years, so it started with the tub, but um, I would say four out of the five years, it's always been for me. Meditation is like my favorite. It's the thing I go to the most. It's the thing that like makes me feel the most energized actually. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> meditation for the past four years has been my first thing that I do. And when I wake up, I'm like really excited to do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, I don't know if excited is the right word. I'm like really looking forward to it. It's enough. To the feeling you're going to get. To the feeling yeah. I'm going to mm-hmm. get. So again, when so when my alarm goes off, I have my thing, you know, I'm saying thank you as I'm walking to the alarm. I walk into my bathroom, I turn it off. And by that time, I'm like ready to brush my teeth, drink my water, and I go straight to my meditation mm-hmm. chair. So mm-hmm. it's like a there's no thinking, there's no. Well, I guess I put on my exercise clothes. So mm-hmm. for me, again, if we're sharing specifics, I literally have my alarm in the other room, which we've already talked about. And guys, I don't want to like pedal this too hard, but this morning I went and got my phone and brought it back into bed because mm-hmm. I don't know why I never do that. Mm-hmm. Well, I do know why actually, because Jeff was waking up too. And so I was like, oh, I just want to snuggle with him for like five minutes. No harm done, right? No. When the phone is in bed with me, it is so much harder. Yeah. You're just going to snooze away. Like I'm talking like a hundred times harder to mm-hmm. get out of bed. Mm-hmm. But when it's in the other room, Anyway, so mm-hmm. literally, this is my thing. The alarm goes off in the other room. I get up. I walk. Say with the, every step, thank you, thank you, thank you, mm-hmm. thank you, thank mm-hmm. you, thank you. And I'm half asleep still at this point. <laughs> walk in. Turn off the alarm. Brush my <clears> teeth. 
drink my glass of water, put on my exercise clothes, and I go walk straight downstairs to my meditation chair. Mm -hmm. And it's so fast. It's so, like, automatic. I don't have to think for any of those things. Right. And I'm super pumped about it. So I think putting Mm -hmm. the thing you love the most at the very first is a good – if you do the thing you're dreading, you're not going to get up. No. You're not going to. No. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And I think that goes into um, having behaviors that are triggering your habit. And so sometimes it's – I also go through phases where it's – I am like, I have to exercise first or because that's my favorite probably is to work out first because I listen to books or podcasts while I work out and it's like a little treat, especially in the summertime. I usually do a run outside and listen to a book, which is like the best thing ever. I love every second of it. So I usually am doing that first in the winter. I don't know why it like switches with the seasons for me. I switch more to meditating first because Mm -hmm. then when I'm working out it, the light yeah. It's the sun's actually kind of coming up in the dark in the winter. It's <coughs> oh. just not quite the same. No, outside. it's really not. Um, so I do about that same routine, just switching up what I do first. But I also think having if you're going through a, sometimes when it's like I'm going through a phase where I'm a little more sleepy or it's harder for me to wake up. If I have a little like, ooh, I know I'm gonna, you know, have my favorite drink waiting. Or sometimes if I really want to motivate myself, I'll be like. I get to go. I love Starbucks. I get to go get that right when I wake up because I'm not going to have time in the rest of my day. And it's like, because I know my husband's leaving for work, I'm like, get up. Like, I'm not going to have any free time in the rest of the day. Mm. You know, whatever it is that's like a reward, that's really helpful for me. So if you have like mm, your favorite yummy tea and I'm just going to have my cup and tea waiting on the counter, I'm going to drink it while I do my meditation, whatever. Mm-hmm. Little rewards, I think, can be really helpful for creating mm-hmm. habits. And I like that you said get it out the night before because Felicia knows this about me. If I don't, even my exercise clothes, how hard is it to pick out a shirt? It's and, hard in the morning. I mean, I wear black <laughs> pants. Like, that's all I wear, right? So it isn't like it's hard, but I am literally a sloth. When I first wake up, I think I move so slowly. Just the concept of like opening up my drawer and like choosing out a shirt takes 10 times longer than it should. It's so true. So if you just pull it out the night before and have your, yeah, your tea in the mug ready Mm -hmm. for the hot water, if that's Mm -hmm. what you're going to do, trust me, you're going to thank yourself because it's really frustrating for me when it's like I sit down to meditate and I'm like, I woke up a half an hour ago and I've done nothing. How has it taken this long to get here? It's so true. That's so frustrating. Yes. I would say morning time goes faster somehow. <laughs> it's because I'm moving slower. It's literally a time warp. So yeah, that is a great tip. Anything that you are going to do, if you're going to get dressed, lay them out the night before. If you do have a special drink that's going to motivate you to get out of bed, put it in the cup the mm-hmm. night before. Mm-hmm. Even, yeah, anyway. I, well, I don't put mine in the cup. My, my little tea is just sitting right there. But yeah. like, it's my right. cups are right there. My tea is right there. It's like a little... And in the morning, Ritual. I don't even, like, put flavors in it because no. it takes me so much longer. Yeah, it's just... So I literally just hot water, <laughs> bring it over. Yes. Anyway. <laughs> Which, so did true. you guys know, there's probably some of you out there who are, like, health people and you already do this, but I, when I first started drinking herbal tea, I was like, nobody in the history of mankind can ever actually like this without <laughs> sweeteners. There's no way. Uh-huh. This is disgusting. Uh-huh. But with, you know, enough, like, honey and 
creamy stuff. Mm-hmm. Yes, delicious. Mm-hmm. But I have to say, I have gotten to the point where I actually look forward to just the herbal thing. Mm-hmm. And there's some that do taste sweeter than others. Yeah. They have different yeah. good tastes. Like yeah. I had a friend who was like, I like to drink this licorice one because it's sweet. And I was like, you are lying. This yeah. is not sweet. <laughs> and now I can actually taste the sweetness uh. when I don't add all the sugar. So anyway, just so you those of you out there who don't think it's possible it is over time <laughs> your dad my father-in-law was over the other night and i was making like a night tea and he tastes it he's like oh it's like chewing on hay he's like uh like why would you <laughs> so that's, a, that's what jeff said he's like i feel like i just mowed the lawn yes and put the grass in water yes. and i'm drinking it yes it's, so funny. it's delicious now it's so good. to me okay and our next tip is to so i like to reflect on how i felt waking up earlier as opposed to the days that maybe I didn't and use it as like a gratitude like I'm so grateful for that feeling let it soak in so I want to do it again because if I reflect on the days that I woke up and actually had a like a good successful morning before my kids woke up it's I've gotten to a place where Charlie and I have talked about this it's like a non-negotiable like I'm like I have to now at least you know have 30 minutes to an hour before them or else I'll be pretty grouchy because I crave that time to myself because everybody knows as parents, you don't get a lot of time to yourself. Mm -hmm. So reflect on that. Reflect how you felt um, the the day before. The reflecting, oh, sorry. No. The reflecting, you are actually setting up your own reward. Right. It's like paying attention to how you feel after you eat. Mm -hmm. You're literally giving your brain the chance to either reward you like, Mm -hmm. oh, that actually really made my body feel great or not. And yeah, you'll get to the point where there are days where I choose the night before. I'm like, oh, I'm going to treat myself and sleep in. Mm-hmm. And I do. And I enjoy it. It isn't that I feel guilty about it. Yeah. But then my kids wake up and I can feel a difference in my state. And I'm totally. like, oh, I missed out. Totally. So again, it's not a guilt thing. It's more like a, oh, I really enjoy I love the that. waking up early thing. Mm-hmm. Yep, totally. Um, this tip is kind of just to recognize yourself and look at how you are. But um Gretchen Rubin, who's the author of Happier at Home. So many good books. So many good books. The Happiness Project. Yeah. She has a podcast called Happier, right? Happier Podcast? Yeah, Happier. Um, And she talks about habit creation a ton. But she um, makes the distinction between two kinds of people when it comes to habits. And there's moderators and abstainers. So basically, a moderator is someone who can say, "Mm, I really love whatever desserts but i'm trying to eat a little bit less sugar so i'm gonna have one or two bites a night or a piece of cake twice a week or whatever and just have it in moderation and that works really well for their habit creation and then there's an abstainer who has to say i am never going to have chocolate cake again because if i have it i have to have it every single day so those are extreme examples but if you look at your personality i think we can all recognize are you someone who can wake up every other day to do an early morning and then let yourself for a treat sleep in the other days or you know you can say most days i'm going to wake up but two days a week i'm going to give myself that little break so I don't have any shame there. That's how I am. I can moderate like that. Some people, it has to be, I have to wake up every single day. So this tip is just recognize how you are. If you're more of a moderator, give yourself a little cushion, a little <clears throat> um, leeway. And if you're more of a of an abstainer, just know that and go for it. And I would say if you are an abstainer, the danger with that, the benefit of that is 
you can really make goals and do them because it's mm-hmm. like I'm just mm-hmm. I'm just not going to drink Diet Coke anymore, and it's just yes. done, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but the downside to that that you, that's good to recognize is anytime you have an all or nothing mentality, <clears throat> then if you don't do the thing you set out to do, then for a lot of people that means you just throw the whole thing out, like right. for the whole week. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? It's like okay, you know, I didn't wake up this one time, so therefore. And then it turns into months and then you're a year later and you still haven't started a habit. Mm-hmm. So I would say if you feel like in your heart, you're like, yes, I am abstain. I'm an, uh, I'm an abstainer. Mm-hmm. I would say just when you aren't perfect at abstaining, you just say to yourself, oh, that was that was then. Mm-hmm. And just look at yourself right now. Yep. And don't let it be something that actually derails you instead mm-hmm. of looking at it like, well, it's nothing. So that means nothing. I'm not going to do any of it Just say, oh, OK, well. I'm actually just going to do it again right now the way I want it to be. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, just don't let it derail you. You see people do that with food all the time. You know totally. what I mean? Like, okay, well, I did this. So therefore, and you guys, I mean, you guys know how we feel about dieting in general. Mm-hmm. Just all, I'm all about like moderating and intuitive mm-hmm. eating anyways. But, mm-hmm. but, you know, you see that a lot of, well, I ate the chocolate cake. So therefore I'm just going to eat chocolate cake every day, mm-hmm. all the meals mm-hmm. until next Monday. Totally. And totally. then I'll start. And then I'll begin. <laughs> so just be aware of that tendency mm-hmm. in yes. general with an all yes. or nothing mentality. That it's okay. It. It's okay mm-hmm. not to be perfect. And you just start again. And, mm-hmm. it's fine. and it's not even starting again. It isn't like a streak that's been, for me, right. that's a huge thing. I don't look at it as a streak that's been broken mm-hmm. at all. No. I look at it as, I've told you guys the whole concept of if you picture a calendar of a year, I just want to have most of my boxes marked. Mm-hmm. And if I miss a day, who mm-hmm. cares? Because mm-hmm. there's 365 days in a year. And if I get 300, that's, that's still great. a lot of mm-hmm. days. Totally. So don't look at it as a streak that you have to, once it's broken, it's broken. Mm-hmm. Just keep going. It's yep. And on that same note, if you can start with, you know, 10, 15 minutes, I think you'll start to crave an hour or two. Like you'll mm-hmm. eventually build up. Like my miracle morning has gotten longer because mm-hmm. I crave it. Mine's gotten longer too. But 10 minutes and 10 minutes, the cool thing about 10 minutes, 10 minutes is not going to make or break your actual restedness. Exactly. Like if yeah. you're getting already, you have a baby and you're only getting six hours of sleep mm-hmm. and there's nothing, you know, like you can't No stop. changing. Yeah. 10 minutes is not going to make you more rested. Mm-hmm. So, totally. but the 10 minutes to yourself of doing a quick run through of these little things that we're saying mm-hmm. is going to make a whole world of difference. And yeah, mine's gotten longer over the years. In fact, yeah. now I, I actually can't wake up any less than five anymore. Mm-hmm. Like any later mm-hmm. or else I don't have time five, for everything yeah. I want. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> but yeah. it's because I want to now. Yeah, it's not it's like want- I have to. Yeah. It's not like a forced thing. Totally. Um, also, what will help with this going to bed earlier, napping, if you can't squeeze in naps, meditations in the day for energy, because it is a curve when you start waking up that much earlier, you will feel a little more tired mm-hmm. in the day. And it'll probably change your bedtime. Mm-hmm. Like listen to your body as it gets mm-hmm. more sleepy mm-hmm. a little earlier in the evening. Yep. And a little plug there for meditation or a power nap in the afternoon. Uh, I am, I've always been a huge fan of power naps in the afternoon, but a book that we're going to be talking about here about meditation by Emily Fletcher called uh, Stress Less, Accomplish More. She recommends doing a two-a-day meditation, which I have never done. I've never done an afternoon meditation. Mm -hmm. And so I've been trying it out. And I have to say, it actually does the same thing that a nap does, but I actually am a little more refreshed. And I can do it in 15 minutes, which is really awesome. Yes, There's a little plug for you. I agree. Um, And then our last tip is actually, oh, this is Tara Lynn. She has an epiphany. Oh, about yes. how to start your day. And I love yes. this. Okay. So you guys have all heard 
well, not all heard. I don't know. Like I've heard it so many times that, you know, a good day starts the night before when you go to bed. Mm -hmm. So if you're staying up till two, you probably won't feel great if you wake up at Mm -hmm. five. I mean, you know, maybe some people can. But, you know, so the whole idea is you start the day the night before, Mm -hmm. which I was like, okay, I kind of get that. But then I had this epiphany for me, and I think this really specifically applies to parents. So I agree that it's good to set aside the time to get the amount of sleep that you need. And that sometimes does mean watching a little less TV the night before. I mean, I still love my show, but Mm -hmm. like maybe one short one instead of like three hours, right? Yes. So that I think is important. You set aside the time for sleep. Mm -hmm. However, we have all experienced when things happen in the night that you have no control over, right? Kids come in. Maybe your husband has a cold. I don't know. Whatever, Whatever the thing Whatever. is. Yeah. But they're something. all things you cannot control. <laughs> uh. And this was probably just like six months ago. I had, I've told you guys about him. My lovely three-year-old who was going through a phase of where he'd like come in the middle of the night and want to snuggle, which is fun for two minutes and then yeah. not fun anymore. <laughs> Although, as you guys know, I am a snuggler. So this is saying something. It's more like the kicking in the face that I don't like. <laughs> Anyway, so I had this epiphany, though, because I'd wake up in the morning when my alarm would go off and I'd be like, oh, rats. And like my night wasn't great. Therefore, how is my day going to be? Because, quote, (laughs) days start the night before. And then I had this epiphany that was, no, no, no. My day, I'm going to choose my day starts now. At 5 a.m., mm-hmm. no matter what happened the night before. Because mm-hmm. I know that I'm going to feel better if I wake up and I do my morning routine. I know for sure, a fact, no matter how tired I am, I'm going to be way better mm-hmm. when I do it. And if I do this also tonight at the appropriate time, I will be sleepy enough mm-hmm. to go to sleep. Mm-hmm. If I sleep in now, then tonight I'm not going to be sleepy. I'm going to go to bed late. And then, therefore, again, I'm not in a good place to wake up early. So I just choose now, I just choose every single morning, no matter what happened in the night, things that I can't control, I choose my day starts now at 5 a.m. And as I plan my day, yes, I may work in a power nap or a nice Mm -hmm. relaxing meditation in the afternoon, which, I mean, even like when I was working full time, I could still take a 15 minute break. Anyway, so that like gear change totally changed it for me. No matter what happens in the night, a kid can throw up in the middle of the night and Mm -hmm. still... I can choose to start my day at 5 a.m. knowing that it is going to affect the whole day in a positive way. Mm-hmm. Help me be successful in going to bed at a good time and therefore successful for the next day. So for those of you parents out there who are like, I just can't control my nights. Mm-hmm. Just that mindset really helped me. Mm-hmm. So, Yep, it's so true. All right, we're going to take a little break and we'll come back with some more morning tips. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, guys, so you guys already know that we base our morning routine off of 
The Miracle Morning by Hal Elrod, and we both read it around five years ago, and it's made our morning routines non-negotiable for us. And so now we're just gonna review a few things that will hopefully really motivate you guys uh, to do the steps in this routine. And his steps are silence. It's the acronym is SAVERS. So silence, which is meditation, affirmations, visualization, exercise, reading, and scribing. Uh, we're gonna take extra time on the meditation part of it because we both just finished a little bit ago Emily Fletcher's book called Stress Less, Accomplish More. And she is actually, this book we feel like could do for a lot of people what Miracle Morning did for us. So just like mm -hmm. I always knew it was good to wake up early. I mean, I knew, I've known for the past 15 years that I should probably do a good morning routine, but mm -hmm. it wasn't until I read Hal Elrod's book that I really was like, whoa, this mm -hmm. is non-negotiable no matter what. The way he presents, it's so accessible. Mm -hmm. He motivates you. He gives you all the statistics that are so cool. That's what Emily Fletcher does in this book, but for meditation. Totally. So when I, I mean, again, I knew meditation was good. I'd been doing Miracle Morning, so I'd been like dabbling in mm -hmm. meditation, mm -hmm. but it wasn't until I actually took her course. It was called the M Word. Uh, through Mind Valley, and this was what three years ago ish, mm -hmm. and it's the thing that's really made meditation two or three years totally non negotiable for mm -hmm. me because she just presents it in a way that's like for a normal person, mm -hmm. you know, it's so accessible. Yes. She gives you so much research that you're like, I have I must to meditate, do this. Like, there's no choice, it's yeah. not worth it not to, mm -hmm. and it's true. Then you start doing it, and you're like, Oh my, she was right. Mm -hmm. There's nothing, in fact, she actually asked her students at the end what they would how much money you'd have to pay them to stop doing their 15 minute morning and 15 minute afternoon meditation routine. And the average, I can't even remember now. What'd she say? Like, like $60,000 Yeah, or it was like crazy. Yeah. And she says that might saying extreme. Don't quote me on that number there. Yeah. But it was like a lot of money. But she said, if, think right now, what is stress costing you? Time-wise yes. and money-wise. Yes. Yeah. And the thing I love about this book is she really, she strips it down to scientifically for our bodies why every it it's like drinking water and exercise she turns meditation into like why we need to drink water and exercise she turns it into a non-negotiable thing that i was the same as Charlene and probably even a little less so i always had the mindset of in the background i would do meditation but in the background i always feel like i'm not really good at meditation because I can't keep my mind quiet. Blah, blah, blah. I'm not just sitting here like a monk. And I love it because she says, that's because you're human. Nobody's mind is just quiet all the time. And in fact, most people, when they meditate, have just thoughts coming in all the time, mm -hmm. bouncing around. Yeah. And it's then you shame yourself. So then you don't meditate. But she just turns it into just getting there, getting to that place is the success. Mm -hmm. Just just sit down and meditate is a success. Yes, yes. I love it so much. I love she also says she wants our world to be a world where it's like brushing your teeth and showering in the morning. Like none of us want to be like stinky sitting mm -hmm. next to the people that we know in our life or having really bad breath. So we brush our teeth and we take showers, mm -hmm. right? But just like that 
she's like, I want it to be so it's like not socially acceptable to walk around with all of our stress around us. Because it's true, you like radiate stress when you're feeling stress. Mm -hmm. And it also, Felicia always used the word crispy. (laughs) I love it. It totally makes you crispy, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. Like you're just irritable and... Mm Anyway, so I love it. Like, I look, and I do look at it now. It's like showering and brushing my teeth. Like, I am not the same person. Totally. If yeah. I don't meditate. And when she talks about, uh, just take a moment here and talk about the cost of stress in your life, specifically like money. So think about appointments that you've missed because you're like stressed out or not, you know, like you're not knowing what's happening during the day mm-hmm. or sicknesses that you feel like were stress related, which I can think of a lot specifically colds Mm -hmm. but i'm like oh that was because Mm -hmm. i was totally stressed out stressed out and uh even like therapy where you're dealing with the effects of stress and the list goes on and on of ways that we are paying for our stress so might as well let's actually take control of it through Mm -hmm. meditation Mm -hmm. and not have to have that cost of what it does to our relationships what it does to our wallet oh this alone oh my goodness i don't know if you guys have ever experienced this but stress shopping mm-hmm. have you ever been like i'm stressed i'm gonna get on amazon and mm-hmm. buy something and yes. you don't think of that at the time but looking back you're like oh i was just i don't want to face my problems exactly. my things yeah so those your budget everything is going to be increased mm-hmm. with and this practice she gives so many um specific percentages and values on so she talks about her life where she was at before she started meditating. She's not like a super monk guru person. She was super stressed, overwhelmed. Her hair was like falling out. She couldn't sleep. And a friend mentioned meditation to her and she started meditating and totally changed her life. But yeah, she just talks about the effects of that overwhelmed constantly feeling like you can't get ahead feeling and she gives specific specific examples of how our brains actually work and how meditation it gives you the ability to figure out problems better it like increases your discernment and your ability to like read people it just it connects your brain is really what it does so we're just all thinking better when we're meditating mm-hmm. she was a broadway singer which is really cool and her hair was going gray. Something that I think is really cool is she said her her hair color actually started coming back when she started Crazy. meditating, which I've never even heard of. And another cool thing is she said her performances were also better. She still had the same amount of roles and things. Mm-hmm. So it isn't like the demands on her decreased mm-hmm. when she started meditating. So this is applies totally to us, right? Mm-hmm. Our lives, we still have our responsibilities and the things we have to do. But when you're meditating and you're not living in that stress response all the time you're actually able to perform better yes and i mean she has examples of people who like have like literally in their careers excel way more working less hours and it's like a surprise like Mm -hmm. oh my goodness how am i doing more sales and Mm -hmm. working less time Mm -hmm. simply because they've gotten rid of the stress cloud Mm -hmm. around them it's so cool yep and so her um technique just so we're not teasing you and then you think we're going to leave you hanging we aren't she has a very specific um well a sequence in her meditation and what i love about it is that it's it doesn't require anything but you it's not a recording or a book or anything like that you take it into your own mind and do the meditation in your own mind and it's only 15 minutes um And we have each adapted the sequence a little bit to 
what we like to do. And Terilyn's going to record and share her favorite meditation sequence. Um, and we'll share that with you guys. So we won't leave you hanging. <laughs> yes. And we'll just put it as just a mini episode right next to this one. So you can just click on it and not have to like listen to our voices explaining everything. Mm-hmm. You can just mm-hmm. jump right into it. Yep. With the idea here, again, you adapt it to what you want. Mm-hmm. Um, but, and the idea is you just do, after you've done it several times, then you can just do it on your own. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. just when you need a reminder, turn it back on. So I just want to share one of my favorite things that Emily Fletcher mentions that I have seen in my own life. And that is when you meditate, you tap in to the realization that we only live in the present moment. The only time is here and the only place is now. Opposite. Sorry. Mm -hmm. The only time is now and the only place is here. And you realize that the fulfillment that you're searching for, the I will be happy when syndrome that all of us have experienced, I'm pretty sure. If mm-hmm. you're a human being, I think you've experienced it. I will be happy when I'm in when this relationship is better. I will be happy when I'm in this house. I'll be happy when I get that promotion, which is all an illusion. The fact is, is we can tap into any emotion we want at any time. Mm-hmm. And that time is always now. So her statement that she says, oh, I just love it. Uh, first of all, this is so poetic. It's from the Vedas, which are uh, religious texts. And it says, the truth waits for eyes not clouded by longing. And there is something about when we are wanting something so bad, it's like we're like clinging for it, grasping for it. And it takes away, it robs us of our current happiness. However, when we can be grateful for what we have and see what we want in the future, but be able to not grab onto it so hard, our eyes are not clouded by longing. It actually enables that thing to come to us mm-hmm. so much better because we're tapping into the feeling of abundance that we want now. And what she always says about meditation, which, oh my goodness, yes, I just want to say amen to this. She says, when you meditate, instead of become a being a bag of need, looking mm-hmm. for fulfillment, you know, like I am wanting other people to make me happy. I'm sad when they're sad. I, you know what I mean? Like I'm blaming my feelings on everybody else you become a fulfillment looking for a need. So just think of that. Instead of being a need looking for fulfillment, you become a fulfillment looking for a need. Meditation for me fills me up. Mm -hmm. And it makes so that I can go throughout my day and I can actually look at other people's need and see them and actually sometimes meet that need. Mm -hmm. I can't meet everybody's Mm -hmm. need, but I can meet some needs. Mm -hmm. And I'm coming at it from a place of I'm not needing things back Mm -hmm. from them. Yes. And she also says detachment is sexy, which I would say fulfillment is sexy. Mm -hmm. Like nobody that like neediness where you're like, okay, stop. Yes. Yeah. Like everybody is loves when you're just with somebody where you're like, you're just fulfilled and Mm -hmm. we can just enjoy our wholeness together Mm -hmm. instead of you being a bag of need. Mm -hmm. Right. Totally. So meditation for sure, more than anything else fills fills me up and makes me whole so mm-hmm. that I can look for needs to mm-hmm. fill them. Yes. You know, that's like I my, totally agree. Maybe my favorite thing. I don't know. It's hard to say. Maybe my favorite thing that meditation does mm-hmm. for me personally. Mm-hmm. I agree. And I love, so she breaks down her, her parts of meditation that I feel like are really easy to grasp because the three M's. So she talks about mindfulness. So mindfulness is getting rid of current stress. So we, it's kind of a trigger word that we're hearing right now, but it's basically you're focusing in on your breath and your body in the current moment. It's de-stressing you, calming you down right then. 
And then meditation, which is the middle part of the sequence, is reduces past stress and it's going a little bit deeper into, you know, what has happened in your life. Even even back when you were a kid, it can bring up and de-stress those things. And then at the end of the sequence is manifesting. So your this relates to me directly to visualization um, and gratitude. So it's basically thinking of things that you you want, visualizing them, but also then detaching from the outcome. So it might turn out another way and you're okay either way. So that's the sequence of the Z technique, which is her meditation technique. And I love that you can simplify it down to just those three things twice a day. And I that she clarifies the difference between mindfulness and meditation. Mm-hmm. Mindfulness is tapping into the current moment and mm-hmm. getting rid of your stress you're holding right now. Mm-hmm. Meditation through a mantra de- can detox your whole life mm-hmm. in the past. Long term. And manifesting specifically here, I just want to plug in for that manifesting. I find it really powerful if you if you take the three ingredients of this kind of manifesting, gratitude, visualizing, and detaching. I like to, like a really easy one, is to choose, so I'll choose whatever I'm wanting to manifest, I choose that thing to be grateful for. Mm -hmm. So, for example, you know, I'm grateful for my body. This is a goal I have for my body. I think of that goal. Mm -hmm. And then I detach from the feeling of, like, but I don't have to grasp. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't have Mm -hmm. to, like, cling on to it. And then I just end up feeling really grateful for my body and end up reaching my physical goals Mm -hmm. way more when I do it that way. Or if it's financial, I'm grateful for my income. This is the income that I'm visualizing, but then I'm going to detach from knowing exactly how that's going to happen mm-hmm. or whatever. I'm kind of like releasing it to the universe so you're not so needy, mm-hmm. you know? Totally. And you just end up with this great feeling of, I feel so abundant, even yes. though nothing's changed, something inside of me has mm-hmm. changed, you know? It's, it's just, I, it brings me the most peace out of all the things in my Miracle Morning. And reading this book has made me really make it a concrete like non-negotiable thing so that's why we wanted to share this specific book and I think for Terilyn and I doing it has really doing the two a day you know 15 minute meditations at first might sound like a lot and a big undertaking but it has really changed my energy level it has made me more peaceful and it's something that I have complete control over when everything else might be chaotic the whole entire day (laughs) yes it's so true and i have to admit to you guys so i'm being totally uh just transparent i have been trying to do the two a day i am like morning no matter what every time and i'm pretty good at the two a days but the afternoon has been afternoon is hard a lot harder for me than i thought it would be to make that time just because my days are different every day Mm -hmm. and i will plan ahead for it but I have to say, it's been it's been uh, harder to make it into a habit yeah. than I thought it would be. But but wow, I notice a huge difference. Yes, I notice a difference in the end of my day when I'm usually kind of wearing down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel more refreshed. Yeah, I don't have the drag feeling mm-hmm. or the, as you guys know, I call it the patient skin wearing down. Yes. When I do my afternoon meditation, which I have never had that in my practice doing an afternoon meditation until read, reading this book. And wow, yeah, it brings my patient skin right back. It's quite yes. amazing. I can yeah. at four PM still have a patient skin, which is <laughs> which is quite oh, a feat, it. I think. I love it. So Mahatma Gandhi said, I love this quote. He said, As human beings, 
Our greatness lies not so much in being able to remake the world as in being able to remake ourselves. And I think this is the whole thing of soul work, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Is that, in fact, it's actually been one of the most surprising realizations of my life because I've always wanted to change the world ever since I was little. And I feel like the more I've grown, the more I've realized that changing the world is changing myself. Mm -hmm. That is Mm -hmm. what it is. And that there are ripples and there are ways we connect with each other. That 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 spreads out. But the place it always has to start. It has to start with you. Is inside Mm -hmm. of ourselves. And if, uh, she also says this in her book all the time. And it isn't even her who started it. This is like a long time philosophy. But that there is only one thing and we are it. Like Mm -hmm. we are all connected. Mm -hmm. So as we change ourselves, we are changing the world. Mm -hmm. Every time. Every time we make a step towards awareness and presence and empathy she actually goes into the science of how meditation connects our dorsal medial prefrontal cortex and mm-hmm. insula which is the empathy center of the brain meditation literally makes us more empathetic and able to connect with people who aren't like us mm-hmm. which isn't that what the world needs more of exactly we, mm-hmm. the world needs more empathy mm-hmm. so i love it you are changing the world yes you meditate. totally okay so Hopefully that gives you a taste and makes you interested. And we'll share that meditation with you guys. Um, We also wanted to just... So the rest of the steps of the Miracle Morning. um, So there's silence, affirmations, visualizations, exercise, reading, and scribing. So we're just going to touch a little bit on what we do for visualization and affirmation. Um, For each of us, it's a little bit different. And for all of you, it's going to be a little bit different. That's how the whole morning routine I think is you adapt it to what works for you so for me I like to so the last step of savers is scribing and I like to um, which is writing which is writing (laughs) in case you don't all scribe (laughs) um so I do my reading quote reading audiobook with my exercise um and then I do my scribing journaling any sort of writing recording as um right after my meditation and I use that time to record my affirmations and my goals I don't have a rhyme or reason you know at the beginning of the year I set I set goals and then probably every month or two I rewrite out um my current affirmations and then I like to review them and just read through them give myself a little boost so there's a lot of different ways to do affirmations I'm I don't have enough knowledge on what maybe is the best or the right way to do it I like to write down um you know for example I my body is healthy and strong my pregnancy is going to be smooth and the baby will be born healthy things that I um say I'm saying to myself, I am that, or I, so it's not like a future goal. It's something you're setting in your mind that you are right then. Is that how you do your affirmations? Yeah, I do them current. Current, yeah. Uh, Vishen Lakiani from Mind Valley says, sometimes I'll do this. If you change it into a question, you say like, why is my body so healthy? It Mm. tricks your subconscious into like, Mm. and actually like inserts it even faster. I don't do that with all of mine, but Mm -hmm. every once in a while I'll throw in a little, like when I'm really 
really working on, mm-hmm. I'll throw in a, why am I so? Yeah. And it does kind of add, I like that little tip if you're wanting a little extra boost in mm-hmm. one of your affirmations. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I do it in the current thing. So Current. Yeah. Tense. I, I like, am. This tense? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I have more money flowing in than I have flowing yes. out. Yeah. I am patient throughout mm-hmm. my day, whatever mm-hmm. everything is. Yeah. Yes. Um, I like the idea of rewriting them. Mine is like I have a section in my folder that I go through every day, and mm-hmm. it's like different color pens over the years mm-hmm. that I've just added. Mm-hmm. But I kind of like the idea of rewriting them every once in a while. That's a good mm-hmm. idea. A little refresher. Um, and then as far as visualization, which is what we specifically got um, a question about from one of our listeners. But for me, for visualization, I visualize in at the end of my meditation and so the things I usually visualize are bigger upcoming big picture things in my life so right now it's um visualizing being in our house that you know we're we're going to build or buy or try we're in that transition phase so visualizing that visualizing the birth of our baby being healthy and then I usually do um how I want my kids to, what my day will look like and how I want my kids to see me or my family, anyone who's around me at the end of the day. So picturing myself in the future at the end of that day, being peaceful, calm, all of those things. Hmm, So that's usually what I do. We had uh, her, I don't know her name, but it's Kay Hasselton who left us a review with a really awesome question. So thank you. Thank you all of you for your awesome reviews. But so I just wanted to specifically answer her question about visualization and that is she says she's like I tried like doing a 10-year visualization that Rachel Hollis recommended and then later she was listening to Jay Shelty who said he never does anything longer than a year because you don't know what's going to happen after a year. you want to be open and I mean so much so many of us don't know exactly where our life is going to be in 10 years right so right. she was wondering what we specifically do as our visualization when it comes to length of time so I will tell you what I do right now. I've been doing this for a while and I really do love it. And even with my kids, they'll do it with me and they love it too. Um, And I'm not saying it's the only way or the best way. I I admire both of those people who she just mentioned and I'm sure there's benefits to doing all those different ways. But I like to, at the end of my meditation, while I'm still kind of like basking in the silence of it, I do my visualization right then before I get out my little affirmations book and journal and stuff. So I'm just kind of sitting there and I move straight from my meditation into visualizing focusing specifically on the feelings that I want so I'm like cultivating the feeling in my mind so I go I picture a quick visualization of the day just going through the day and going how I want it to go specifically how I'm going to feel at the end of the day Mm -hmm. I want to feel like I was present I want to feel connected to the people that I love and then I picture three years from now which might sound a little specific because I am with you there uh Kay Hasselton where I mean I don't sometimes I don't know exactly what's going to be happening in three years but I do know some things that no matter what the details are I know that I want you know to be working towards being debt free and I know that I want my kids I know how old they're going to be then and Mm -hmm. I know that I want them to be thriving and feeling secure at school which makes me feel a certain way I know that I want to be still growing and hopefully I want to be in a certain place with my writing and education or maybe even looking toward like I know I want my PhD at some point. So I look at it and I say I want to be here at this time and then I always end though and then I 
on the three year, I always say this or something better, knowing that, yes, I don't know exactly where life is going to take me. Mm-hmm. So I'm picturing it, though, mainly just to cultivate the feeling. So I would say don't be afraid of being too specific because you're really just trying to cultivate the feeling of that thing. And if you mm-hmm. say this or something better, then even if it's different, it isn't like you're being rigid. Right. You're simply cultivating the feeling of what you want to achieve in your life. And then I always like to end with me how long at the very end of my life. So I picture myself at 97 and I want to picture, I picture how my body is and how my mind is and how my family, like how I feel with my relationships at the time. And it's really fun. It's way fun to do with my kids because we all picture when we're that old and them it's, it's actually been cool to watch like my 11 year old. She'll say, wait, so when I'm that age, cause like I'm, you know, how long do you want to live? And she says a number She's like, wait, you probably won't be alive then. I'm like, yeah, you're right. And it's actually kind of, I think it's a really good thing for us to all realize that things Mm -hmm. will change Mm -hmm. and, but we can still tap into feelings that we want to feel there at the end. Mm -hmm. So anyway, so that's how I do it. I do, my visualization maybe takes four minutes and it's just my day, how I feel, three years, how I feel, this or something better. Mm -hmm. And then I do at the end of my life how do I want to be feeling? Mm -hmm. And that's what I do for my visualization. And then I pull out my journal, read through my affirmations, do my either creative writing or just like regular journal stuff. And yeah. And my reading, I actually don't do then anymore. I do either in the tub or just audiobooks throughout the day. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think that's important to remember that all of our, all of our morning stuff, our morning time is going to look different. Um, and, that's okay. You adapt it for you and it'll be amazing. And even what reading looks like, I just want to throw this out. I had a friend the other day be like, I would never read that many books because I was, we were just talking about books mm-hmm. and, and my thing is, so when I read like a book book, I do do it in the morning there and it is usually in the tub. So it's at the very end of all of it, but I really only get five to 15 minutes yeah it's not a lot yeah sure and then the rest of my day is audiobooks which is really great but Mm -hmm. that's okay to have Mm -hmm. it be like I still get a lot out of my I'll do like a religious text and then a book I'm working on Mm -hmm. and it isn't that much time but it's still something those things add up to a lot of time over a full year so I would say whatever your amount is it doesn't have to look like somebody else's specifically Mm -hmm. I think reading like intimidates people yeah so just whatever it is it's great and Mm -hmm. it all adds up Mm mm-hmm all right, guys. Well, we hope this motivates you a little bit with your mornings. Um, I know another huge motivator for people is accountability to other people. So if anybody wants to let us know what you're doing for your morning stuff, tag us on Instagram. I'd love to see other people's morning routines. I kind of geek mm-hmm. out on it. So it's the best. It's the best. Yeah. <laughs> so tag it. us. All right, guys. Let's find the magic. Brown cows. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>